Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bulls on Parade. We've got a stacked week coming up with the League Cup, League's Cup, excuse me, in full swing. I'm Ryan Johnston. Join alongside Joey Nardone and Bobby Steiner. Fellas, first off, how we doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Ryan? Uh, absolutely excited for this week's episode. And uh, nice to be on number four for me. So. I'm a little hot. I'm not going to lie. It's been it's been really hot this past week, uh, but I'm always excited to talk about some Red Bull soccer. How about you, Bobby? I can't complain. I have the AC on full blast right next to me right now. I'm trying to cool <laughs> off. It's a heat wave on Long Island right now, so I'm trying to stay cool. But I'm looking forward to talking soccer with the boys. A bit of footy right now. Definitely a bit of footy action. Uh, a team that hasn't been as hot, though. As of late, are the New York Red Bulls? They've hit a poor run of form recently. Uh, they lost three out of their last four in MLS play, but really they've haven't looked too bad. They they looked pretty solid at times. What are your guys' thoughts? What's been going wrong for them in, in the MLS as of late? Yeah, so in MLS play, uh, definitely not the best run of form at the moment. Like you said, three out of the last four, but you lost some really good teams that you have to say so. In previous episodes, we were talking about um, how we're going to shape up coming out of the the couple couple weeks, and now we're in the in the future. Now we're a- out of that, and you know I think they did the best they could. A two one loss to Cincinnati, the best team by far in the MLS. Three uh, one loss to Real Salt Lake, another amazing team in the MLS. You beat New England two to one in another another very uh, uh, heartfelt match again, and then. Um, in the MLS play again against Columbus, another tough loss. So it, it's a tough July so far for the New York Red Bulls, that's for sure. Uh, one win out of the four games. But, you know, they're up against teams that are at the top of the table. And the unfortunate uh, realistic reality is that they are at the bottom of the table or definitely at the bottom half of the table. So, you know, when you're facing teams that are projected to be first, second, third in the league, it's just games that you're not expected to win. Yeah, just a lot of tough losses. They're playing these teams, as Joey was saying, incredibly close. And there are some very promising performances from Frankie Amaya and Omir Fernandez throughout the course of the month, these last few games. One thing I did notice, a little, I don't, it's a little coincidental. It's just in the back of my mind. And all these games are losing. They're losing the possession battle. They don't have, they're not controlling the ball as well as their opponents. But when they are the top clubs in the MLS, that is expected to happen. These teams are incredibly well-disciplined, well-regimented, and all of that. But still, the Red Bulls, despite their record, they actually have been putting up a pretty good fight, and that will be helping them in the League's Cup play, which we will be talking about later. But despite these losses, it honestly isn't the the worst-case scenario for them. Yeah, I want to talk about it definitely because you hit upon uh, Frankie Maya and Omir Fernandez. They have been on fire. And uh, also... With the possession battles, you said, um, with the loss of uh, Caceres Jr. in that midfield, you must have to think that it's uh, hard to shape up against teams that have their systems inset. And, of course, like we're saying, top of the table, and you lose a crucial midfielder. And now Edelman and crew, like Amaya and Fernandez, are doing a really good job. And it's just, once again, as we're talking about, trying to find those forwards in the back of the net because the midfield has been supporting a lot of the goals for the Red Bulls. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Joey. I mean, this team is super midfield dominant. And when you lose a player that crucial, it can be hard to make up for it at times. And honestly, 
they've looked pretty solid throughout. They've looked dominant at times. I mean, against Cincinnati, they really owned the first half. They owned the first half, and they were up for 78 minutes of the game before Cincinnati pulled back with two quick ones in the final 10 minutes, including a 93rd-minute game winner. I mean, obviously you're disappointed that you lost the game, but it's a solid performance. That is a solid loss. You didn't go out there and embarrass yourself by any stretch of the imagination. And also against Real Salt Lake, they went down 2-0, and then Frankie Amaya came on, and it was pretty pretty even, again, for the final few minutes. He scored, he netted a goal, and then there was a wonder strike, uh, I think, from Saverino uh, uh, on Salt Lake that it, it just put the game away, put them up 3-1. to one. But regardless, they're competitive. They they don't look bad even when they're losing. And the the win against the Revolution was a big one. And they got another win, back to back wins. The second one in penalties, uh, in the knockout stage of L- the league's cup. A huge win from them and that puts them in place, really in contention to win their group. Coming up against Atletico San Luis from the Liga MX. What are your guys' thoughts on the game? How, how do you see them playing San Luis? And what? how do you think they can win? Yeah, so like you said, um, some crucial battles in the midfield are going to be need to be won. Now, uh, St. Louis, um, for uh, this competition, um, not at a, their peak of their game, I would say. Um, now, they only played one match, and it was a loss, though. But it was a 5-1 loss against New England. And if you've been looking about how uh, Rebels have been matching against New England so far this year, I think the Rebels have the advantage. Um, You know, the 2-1 to win, although there was that dramatic VAR call on the goal, uh, the callback for the New England game. um, They match them up again in the uh, League's Cup. And it was a tough battle. They went to PKs. Interesting rules, the League Cup, that even if you are um, tied at the end of 90 it's not just a draw a team can still walk away winners um w- with a pk shootout which is i think an interesting setup uh for sure for a mid-season competition and it's nice that they don't have to go to extra time as well um yeah looking at how they matched up against new england i think uh, rebels have a pretty good chance of winning this game and topping that group for sure I agree with Joey that the Red Bulls are in position to be in position. That was a well-needed victory against New England. That was a phenomenal win, especially when things weren't necessarily going their way, losing a lot of very close games against top teams we were just talking about. To be able to bounce back the way they did winning on PKs, a team that, as we were saying, beat Atletico San Luis by four goals, they really do have a decent shot to win this game. That's a lot of momentum going into this match, and if they can play at the level they have been all month long, I think they have a decent shot to win this game and their group. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. And Joy, I also really like your point about the penalties, the penalty shootout, how they're different. Um, like you can have one after a draw on the knockout stage. And I really like it personally. I think it's another level. It kind of reminds me of the hockey regular season, how you have a penalty shootout after an overtime period. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of it personally. Uh, I think it adds a little extra to the game, but I, I think you guys are right. You know, San Luis, not the strongest team, really. They finished 13th in Liga MX last year. They're off to a, a decent start. They're 1-1-1 one, one, and one in the the young Liga MX season so far, but 
I'm not really moved by him, to be frank. I, I don't think they're they're going to put up that much of a fight against the Red Bulls, and they only need a draw to advance. That's, they just cannot lose. So I, I think that's very, very possible. I think that that is a very solid outcome for New York. Regardless, if they do uh, advance, they'll be coming up against either Atlas FC from the League MX or NYCFC, a little Hudson River, River rivalry action uh, in the knockout stage. That's assuming Toronto loses or draws in their next game. Who would you rather see New York play against? Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting matchup either way, because if you look at a team like Atlas, um, they have historically always been strong in League MX. Um, They are a team with a lot of history, um, a lot of, uh, yeah, history and rich um, soccer teams and players that have come out through that team. And they're always going to be good. And you know, like how there's those teams that are just always going to be good. I think Atlas is always one of those teams. And in the League's Cup, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Now, like you said, very, very uh, young League MX season. Only three games in. They also won one and one. Um, but only two goals for out of those three games. But only one against. They're a defensive uh, powerhouse. And that's how they like to play. And... So far, they've uh, won their one game in the uh, League's Cup, uh, 1-0, and didn't give up any goals. So it's going to be hard to crack their defense for sure, Atlas. Um, That's how they like to play. They are fine with you having the ball and all that stuff, but I think the way the midfield for the New York Red Bulls has been playing, I think they're going to be able to crack the code because Red Bulls plays an interesting formation with the 4-2-2-2. And what I've liked recently is that Peter Stroud and Daniel Edelman in those center defensive midfield positions have been absolutely holding it down, controlling the style of play, controlling the pace of play. And those two players, I was very excited to talk to them at media day going into the season because I thought they had a lot of potential, both of them. And now I'm happy that the both of them are doing well. So look at the other side of who they could be playing. NYCFC, Hudson River, R- Hudson River rivalry, like you said, Ryan. And no matter how you turn, no matter how you say it, no matter how low NYCFC is in the standings this year, all the way down at 13th place, two below the Red Bulls, but actually tied with them in points. Um, they always give the Red Bulls a hard time. It's always a heated match. Even though the Red Bulls play in New Jersey, they they call it the Derby. Um, it's uh, going to be a bloodbath, I think. Either way, you match it up. So, you face an NYCFC, a game with a lot of passion. A lot of fans will be packed in that stadium no matter where they're playing. If you play Alice, it's going to look completely different going to be a tactical game it's going to be a slower game for sure and so how the red bulls are playing right now i honestly want to take atlas because um even though they are younger into their season maybe they're trying out new tactics they are a defensive team but i think the way the midfield has been playing for the rebels can get them through that game for sure Joe, I'm going to veer off from what you're saying you still don't play atlas i have to respectfully disagree i think just for for narratives when i look at I'm the kind of fan, I'm the kind of guy for sports that loves to just look at narratives and having a rivalry game in the League's Cup, especially with where NYCFC is in the standings. I know they always give the Red Bulls a hard time, but still, they had a 5-0 win against a team that's right below them in the standings, only 19 points for Toronto FC. With all the momentum that 
the Red Bulls are having and the strong offensive performances as of late with a team whose last win before that 5-0 win for NYCFC came at the very beginning of the month on the 1st. It's almost August now, so I feel like with the Red Bulls, they have the they have NYCFC right where they want them when it comes to just how they're performing lately. And there's a tale of two clubs going into this. Despite that win for NYCFC, it came against a, a team that honestly is a little worse than them, so that's kind of to be expected. But still, it's going to be a close match regardless. But I think NYCFC, just to have a rivalry in the League's Cup, would be crazy for both fan bases. I'm going to agree with Bobby here. I, I think I, I would love to see a little Derby action. I, I want to see some, not not some, maybe some bad blood, some bad blood in, in the knockout stages. That's what always makes it exciting for me, especially considering that New York NYCFC was one of the first games that maybe the first game that this team won post uh, Gerhard Struber. I, I think that they can beat NYCFC despite them being a bit higher in the standings. And, you know, I want to have some fun. I want a little rivalry action in the League's Cup. But looking forward, how far can New York go in the League's Cup realistically? I, I know they've been touch and go. They've been a little bit more solid uh, since Troy Lassen took over. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, so if you look at it now, Red Bull, they... Uh aren't having the best MLS season. And uh, that's not sugarcoating at all. Four points below the playing spot for the playoffs. Like you said, three losses the past four, even though they've been playing great teams. They have been playing really good soccer, but it's going to be a scrap to the finish line for sure, even though we're, we're halfway through the season now. Um, I think the second half of the season is going to look better, especially with Troy Lassen in charge and the midfield looking as solid as they do. And they're trusting the young players, which is what I'm absolutely loving. Fernandez, Amaya, Edelman, Stroud, they are the core of that midfield, I believe, at the moment. And then Luquinhas comes in there is in the mix as well, who he always doesn't fail to bring in some magic too. So I like how they're looking, but if we want to talk about League's Cup, I think this is where a lot of the focus shifts now. Um, now, obviously, you're not throwing the MLS season away because that's your main competition, but it would be a great thing for the fans and for the supporters and for the team to say that, oh, we're not doing great in the MLS, but we can go far in the League's Cup. Because if you can, a trophy's a trophy. <laughs> and that, that's what they like to say. And I like, especially because all these teams now are taking this League's Cup very seriously. The MLS has struggled to have a mid-season tournament that teams actually care about. There's the U.S. Open Cup that teams would only kind of play guys and whatever. And there's CONCACAF Champions League, which also wasn't that popular as well. Um, so this League's Cup new format has actually been showing productive and for uh, for the team and for both leagues and that they're both playing all of their starters. Every team is playing all their guys. And that's what you like to see. So I think you can really prove something by winning this League's Cup. And realistically, I mean, maybe the further on you get into it, you run into a Cincinnati and they're already like locked into the playoffs. They might not be starting all their guys, maybe not, or they could. You never really know because it would also be a great thing to say, oh, we got a double uh, for a team like Cincinnati or any of those other playoff teams. And so from the way I look at it, you're not scrapping the MLS season just yet because that would be ridiculous because you can still make that playoff spot. Only four points behind with half the season to go. But you can, I think, put a lot of focus on this League's Cup and put a lot of care and effort into it. Because if you can go far, which I think they can, um, 
it would really make a better, like you said, Bobby, narrative. You're talking about narratives. It'd be a great narrative for this season for the Rebels that Troy Lassen comes in. Maybe they didn't have all the points they could have got early on in the season, lost all the games they should have won, tied some games they should have won, and you missed a lot of points with your new coach. So now we have this competition that you started with the new coach, and he takes you all the way to the end. That would be huge. And for Lausanne, this could be a huge tournament. I agree with you entirely. And this team, they do have the potential. They do have some of the pieces. A lot of the younger guys, they've been playing out of this world recently. So with everything going right for them, even though, as you're saying, teams like Cincinnati and even Atlanta, you might not be you, you might not win the cup, but making a deep run like that, it can make waves throughout the entire MLS. Think with fans across the country and even for Liga MX on notice that the Red Bulls with this new coach, they are a serious team and they, they, they mean business. They're not playing around with this. So if a few pieces fall into place for them, they can make a pretty deep run, in my opinion, in this tournament. And that could be huge going forward for the squad. Yeah, I definitely think it would be huge for their confidence moving forward. And Joey, I also like your point about how uh, they're taking it seriously. I think that part of it is because there's a complete pause on the MLS season. You know, it's not like what you see with other cups in like Europe where they're playing in multiple competitions simultaneously. You know, they can just throw all their eggs in one basket. And I I think that really adds to it. Um, Also, you know, I, I think that this would be huge for Lucent to get some silverware in his first year at the helm, not even a full year, just a partial year. So that being said, would you guys consider it a successful season if the Red Bulls missed the playoffs entirely, but went far in the league's cup or maybe even won it? So we have to determine how far they go into this league's cup to say that. Because if they qualify for a CONCACAF Champions League position, which this League's Cup is offering three positions available, then 100%. Absolutely. If you can qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League and not make the playoffs, that's huge. Um, And, like I said, this is Lassen's tournament, I think, because he's in charge of the team. There was nobody's other hand was in the pot. Struber's not here. You can't be talking about that anymore for this week's cup. Now for the MLS season, like I said before, yeah, you can. You're 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 saying you dropped points early in the season. Fans weren't happy. Team wasn't happy. There's controversy everywhere, and it's hard to make up from that just like that in a second for a whole season long. But in this week's cup, where you're in a closed period of time, I think if you go far, win. Even if you can, if you qualify for a Concacaf Champions League spot but don't make it in the playoffs. I think you're still happy as a New York Red Bulls fan. I agree with Joey. With all the off-the-pitch off the issues that plagued this team for quite a while, right now I feel like they're kind of riding the ship under this new coach. And if they're able to make a run, I, in all honesty, I said it earlier, I'm not 100% sure if they can win the, the whole League's Cup, but a deep run, and especially qualifying for the Champions League, that could be huge. But still... As it stands right now, they are just out of the play. And if they can sneak into the playoffs, I would still find that to be be a success. Because if they make it, even if it's the bottom of the play-in, I feel like they could still make waves. And they, they could be primed to make a run in the MLS playoffs as well. So depending on what happens, there is a decent shot that this team will be seeing success. So in a season that has been pretty tumultuous, I feel like they can come out of it with something regardless. I think it's also really important to mention that this is a very young team. I mean, you look at guys like Amaya, Edelman, Stroud, and Omir Fernandez, the guys that are making the most impacts on the game right now, even Tolkien and your back line. Most of those guys are young. 
uh, except for the Neil's bros. Uh, <laughs> um, Reyes is getting up there too. But you look at the team. This is a young team, and a lot of these players really like playing in New York. And they have uh, fans here. They have family here. And I think not a lot of these guys are going to be leaving unless they get some nice offers to Europe, which I don't want to say none of these players can't play in Europe because I think the core of those four guys that I mentioned can, but I think they're going to enjoy playing in the MLS and sticking with the teams that have been with them since they were young for at least another year or two. Definitely. I, I will say, though, it would be unfortunate for New York to relinquish their longest active uh, playoff streak. Uh, they, they've made it 13 seasons in a row, which is tied for the MLS record with Seattle. And they have the opportunity to break it this year uh, because Seattle didn't make the playoffs last year. So I, I think that would be a pretty cool record to hold regardless. I mean, I think that uh, that would be a pretty nice thing to hang your hat on if you're Troy Lassen in your first year that you were able to maintain that streak and keep it alive. But that being said, you know, they're at 11th in the conference right now. They're, they're four points outside of the play-in and nine outside of an automatic bid. Are the playoffs still, still a realistic expectation or even a realistic hope? Yeah, so let's look at the future games that the Rebels have in the MLS. Uh, and you're not playing for a while again, August 20th. Um, and if you, But if you make it far into the League's Cup, you're going to be playing that whole time. So, D.C. United. Strong team, but in in your sights. And those are one of the only teams that you're going to be playing that are directly in your sight. So DC United, 30 points. They're, last, uh, they're the last playing spot right now. If you win that game, I think all tides change for sure. And then you're playing Miami. And uh, if you're unaware, if you've been living under a rock, uh, one man of Lionel Messi is at Miami. And we were saying before, we were like, oh, it's just one guy in the field. Can he make that much of an impact? Is it going to be that huge of a difference? The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> especially because now he's bringing over guys left and right that are uh, superstars. Biscuits is there already. They're talking about Iniesta coming over. And uh, they have another international spot, but that might be filled by Luis Suarez. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, Miami's going to be... They're like just going to all- create, like, 2015 Barcelona. Like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, they're going to make an all-star Barcelona team. It's going to, like, Jordi Alba. It's, like, it's ridiculous. It's it's insane. And so you're going to be fighting that Inter-Miami team that's going to have all of their transfers locked into place by that time. Um, but you saw how they thrashed Atlanta in the League's Cup. Um, so that one... I don't know. Uh, it's going to be tough. It, that Messi going to be playing in Harrison, New Jersey. Maybe that will change things up. But um, I would say you might just chalk that one up as a loss. I, I, I hate to say it already, but it's kind of tough. Um, so then you look at the New England Revolution, another team that is um, in your sights that you've been kind of had their number all season so far. Even though they're second in the East, you've been handling them pretty well. So that's going to be a passionate game for sure, especially because there was that last minute uh, callback. So, you know, another one to circle on your calendar. Philly Union coming up as well. Uh, Philly Union, I don't I'm I'm a big fan of them um, just because Jim Curtin's an amazing coach. And I think he could have any players and he's going to get them rallied behind him. I'm a fan of Philly in that one. And then you're playing the Reb- and then you're playing. So the rest of your season you're not playing many teams that are directly in competition for the points around you 
And that's what's going to be hard. So you play Chicago once as well, who's right now in the second um, series playoff, the playoff into the playoff <laughs> position. Those are going to be huge games for sure, but it's going to be hard if you're picking up points against teams that are at the top of the table, but the teams around you are also picking up points. So I think it's doable for sure. It's just going to be hard. Right now, only four out of the play-in. Stranger things have happened, especially in sports. The unexpected happens all the time on an almost daily basis across all sports. So MLS obviously is no exception. And this team, a lot of these matches, as Joey was saying, besides possibly the uh, 2015 FC Barcelona rerun, that all these games seem relatively winnable, especially against the New England Revolution. They've been playing so well against them. And even when they play Cincinnati in October, New York's been playing Cincinnati incredibly close all season long for the the um, echelon of the league that they are in. The games against Toronto and even D.C. I think can be very winnable. And if you play a team like Philadelphia as closely you have been playing, many other teams have been playing recently, there's a decent shot there. Austin would be an interesting matchup as well. They're a solid club, but given how everyone else is playing or how New York's been playing everybody else, that game honestly seems relatively winnable. And Chicago... That game could be huge. It all depends on how these other teams are playing. But right now, the Red Bull control their own destiny. If they can just play at the top of their level and not really worry about how DC United or the Chicago Fire are playing, they're going to be in a great position. It's definitely a tough stretch coming out. And like you guys said, the DC United and Chicago games, those are huge. Those are season changers right there. You cannot drop points against them. You've got to get all six. And those two could really decide the season with the rest of the slate that you have. You're looking to pick up points where you can against teams like Miami, even though they're far back in the standings, just with the star power that they had and that they will have. You know, you've got to you've got to take that into consideration. And, and, you know, Cincinnati, New England, they've played them well, but they're the top of the league for a reason. It's going to be difficult to beat them no matter the circumstances, it's going to be tough. They really need those two games. And I think those decide the season, but, but wrapping this episode up, Joey, you touched on Lionel Messi. We've got to talk about his game winner uh, that he had that free kick. So gorgeous. I know it's not Red Bulls related, but it's, it's MLS related. And really, I think it meant a lot for the league in general. So what are your guys thoughts on that, on his arrival? and into Miami, his official arrival. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm excited just as the next guy. And I, I hope the next guy is really excited too. Because I'm especially loving it because I was an Atlanta United fan as soon as they entered the league. Big Joseph Martinez guy on. I got a jersey, a Joseph Martinez jersey on right now. So when he scored that game winning free kick and he immediately went and hugged Joseph Martinez, that was like, I thought I was playing FIFA and that happened. I, I was like, how does how is this a thing that's real and I'm not dreaming? And then I mean, of course, the free kick goal is absolutely beautiful. And what a way to pick off your uh, say that hello, I'm here, I'm in the league now. And then they played Atlanta in the league's cup and they thrashed them. I mean, that was that was tough. And um, it's funny. I was talking to my brother about it. It's like Messi just needs. Uh, a guy, a, a few guys that will be able to pass well and need some really young guys that can just run forever. And um, it looks like that's what's that 
is already happening with Biscuits. He sent him the one time he sent him a ball over the top, and it was just like the perfect weighted ball. And he just like ran into it in the stride, and then he just like tapped it over to Taylor and put it in. He's like, all right, this is ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I don't know. As a fan of soccer in the United States, it's also super exciting to see all these players now that are interested in coming over. And I think um, this is good for soccer in the United States overall, a thousand percent. And Messi coming to America is great for the game. Just seeing the reactions, that kick, as you guys have been saying, that was a, a spectacular play. And just for it to be an extra time like that, it was like something out of a movie. And even following up that movie ending, that storybook ending, which is video game numbers, two goals, two assists, the next game, literally the next game doing something like that, that is insane. I saw so many people on my Instagram feed and my Twitter retweeting and putting on their stories who don't watch soccer at all, really could not care less about MLS, posting about it finally. And just seeing the reaction as well, this isn't really – this is something off the pitch, but Messi going to Publix and all those people swarming him, taking pictures, just the publicity that anything Messi does around the city of Miami on and off the pitch, getting the reaction it does, it brings so many eyes on the game, so many eyes on the league as a whole. And the other players, especially if you're saying like Iniesta and possibly Luis Suarez coming overseas, those are pretty big names, even in 2023, coming to play for the MLS, for Miami, for all these different teams. It's going to be huge, and it's a great way to grow the game. And adding to that, Bobby, even like celebrities coming to these events like LeBron, Serena Williams, two of the goats of sports in general were at his debut. The Kardashians were there. I didn't know the Kardashians watched soccer. What's going on? Where where did they come from? Either way, it's just raising the profile of the event, raising the profile of the MLS. It, it feels like soccer is becoming a thing to watch in america and I, I think that's a great thing but that being said that will wrap up today's episode of bulls on parade thank you so much for tuning in this weekend for joining our and bobby steiner i'm ryan johnston we'll be back in a couple weeks with some more leagues cup action stay tuned